tramcar ghost by william theodore parks read for LibriVox.org by jim Nienaber. the last car at night is a vehicle laden with the varied symptoms of mysterious hauntings that more or less oppress the fares some toned down by the lassitude of overwork drop gratefully into their seats and quickly fall into fitful slumber others seem to court a spasmodic notoriety by loud and disjointed converse a weary of world expression clouds the features of a few with an unuttered protest for the disagreeable fact of their birth whilst others seem by their grumpy glances to suggest a jealous objection to other people's existence a select few unconsciously advertise a flippant gratification at the possession of life and squeeze festivity from it as color from a blue rag but all are haunted with the mysterious workings of unseen spirits that usually accompany the fares in the latest car at night there wasn't a soul in the tramway car well not that myself could see but the sad conductor took my arm and steadfast gazed on me then pointing up to the corner's seat look that's his regular game i'm sorry to have to save a ghost but he hasn't a tint of shame you'll think that the tram conductor was drunk his breath was sweet as mine like the orris root or a tint of mint or scent of a similar line it might be a ginger cordial but the air of the night was strong and it wouldn't be proper to say i'm sure i might perhaps be wrong will you slack said i but he caught my arm the man that i killed is there i hate to have it to say but no i can't recover my fare i asked it from him one winter's night but full as a tick with drink the only answer he gave to me was just a chuckle and wink with this american tink-a-ting i couldn't defraud the co so caught his collar and chucked him off the back of the tram-car so there wasn't a soul that saw the deed not even the driver knew and there he lay on the tramway track till the downward car was due it broke his neck and his shoulder-blade his legs and arms it broke and laid him out a squirming trout twas then he awoke and spoke said he what's up is the dancing done the waltz has made me sore and wriggling out on the frosty ground he never spoke no more Hi-yo, the murder was caused by me was never a soul who knew that i am the man who chucked the man that the downward tram-car slew and everybody on earth was done with the murdered man but me the very next night in the corner seat i looked and there was he i thought at first that he might be a twin and asked his thruppenny fare but he sneered at me i turned away and left him sneering there thinks i i'll watch him and jot my tot and when he's going to go i'll chuck him the same as i did before for the sake of the tramway co i calculated the list of fares then turned around to look but hey i'm blowed if he hadn't gone off gone with his bloomin hook but how it was done or whither he went i never could guess or think for the ventilators all were shut there wasn't an open chink and i was up at the door so tight he couldn't have passed me by i never did close an eye that night no lid of a bloomin eye i hates to see the company done and that was a cheated fare i'd rather lose my regular meals than wrong the company there 
I'd rather work from Auntie M6 till three of the AM clock than wrong the tramway co of a coin that wasn't my legal stock. There's nobody sees the ghost but me because he's a sneaking sprite. He always comes when I take my turn on the latest car at night. That's him. He's there in the corner seat. The man that I killed is there. I hate to have it to say, but no, I can't recover my fare. I've this American tink-a-ting and tickets of sortin's three. But that embezzling raw will come to cheat and sneer at me. I can't tell why, but he worries me so. I'd collar him if I could. He hasn't a scruff or any a crop of the neck or flesh or blood. He hasn't a waistband I could grip, nor anything I could kick. I'd like to fetch him a trip, but, ah, to think of it makes me sick. He hasn't a face to black his eye, or even a hat to block. But all the same, in the corner there, he gives the fares a shock. He dosses himself in the favorite seat, and while he's nestling there, the passengers can't shove up to the end to make my regular fare. For some insist that the seat is cold, and other complain it's hot. In some it's damp, and some remark it's a most infernal spot. And some keep shoving their sticks above to let in the atmosphere, while others are closing them up with a curse. The thing is devilish queer. It's poisonous hard on a man like me, who lives on what he can get. But I'll have to try and see if I can't just manage to shuffle him yet. Ha! There he's gone. I knew he would waltz out of my bloomin' sight. His regular trick with my threepenny fare. Now, jump with the car. Good night. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.